Hey, Scuttlebuds, how you doing? What are you doing? Are you at work right now? Do you have a job? Do you like your job? People that really get into their jobs are cool, right? Most of the time, like if you work at a gift store and you gift wrap with enthusiasm, yay, thumbs up. If you're a aggressive traffic cop that's yelling at people and aggressively waving their hands and stuff, that's maybe too much. We'll get into that along with some other things like uh, traffic laws. Grunge is back, but the big ticket item today is tech and our over-reliance on it. It's everywhere. There's so many apps. They're probably creating an app right now to help you incorporate more apps into your life. Are you ready to do this? We're hanging. This particular episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt, this one right here, the one that you're listening to at this moment, it's brought to you by Royal Pizza, the best pizza and lowest prices in town, and also by Mario's Lawn Care. Transform your outdoor living space. Small Town Scuttlebot. Hey, Scuttlebuds, what's up? I'm Rick. That's Mike. Over here is Liz. We got a great show for you today. It's one of those shows where uh, Mike just shows up, and I um, am just overexcited, and ADD has me and- all scattered. And then Liz comes with documentation, notes, <laughs> research. She's got four laptops opened up in front of her. It's crazy. I can't wait to hear what she brings to the show. But also by just shows up. Rick means that I drove over an hour and 20 <laughs> minutes to get here. And now that it's back to school time, there were a whole bunch of teachers leaving a school uh, as I was trying to get through. And for some reason, even though there were no buses, they did have a police detail stopping us to let teachers out. This is ridiculous. What? That's weird. Right? I was like, okay, let them wait. There's no school buses. <laughs> There's no crossing guard. Why, okay. why do we have a police detail? Out inside, out out in front of the high school, there, it was the road in front of the high school became a detour route for some uh, some traffic. I had to go through it, and then I had to come back through it later. And this is fascinating. There was a very aggressive traffic cop dictating traffic. Now, when I come to an intersection, I drive up to the white line next to the stop sign, right? Like a normal person, we learn that in driver's ed. It's mm-hmm. just the expectation. It's what you do, muscle memory, all of that. We're just trained to do that, right? This traffic cop in the middle of the intersection is doing the halt two hands up, like like, like as if there's a, a an abyss in front of you. Like, don't hit the pothole, like, or mm-hmm. there's a baby crossing the road. Stop, go, stop, stop, go stop, back, stop. Go back. Yeah. And I was thinking, I gotcha, I'm stopping. At the stop sign. No, no. She wanted you to stop there. And I was like, I'm 20 yards to the... This is weird. Maybe there's a semi that's going to do a wide turn or something. But I don't see... All I see are little sedans lined up. And and so I thought that was very awkward that she was like, you stop now! And she's yelling like, 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 this is weird. So I did it, right? And I go about my business. I do my errand and I'm coming back. Now I happen to be the first person in line again and I'm watching I'm like oh this is gonna be good and the same thing I, I felt vindicated right for my confusion and what do you what what do you stop here like like because I was kind of defying the police officer which made her more angry mm-hmm. but it was I'm not understanding your intentions here right 
So the car that was coming up, same thing was happening. And and this lady in the car was doing what I was doing. She's just keep creeping up toward the cop. The cop is more more aggressively like, what part of stop don't you understand? And I'm just like, what part of stop at the stop sign don't you understand? But I felt and good. And the lady's like, but I drive a white Denali, so I, I'll be safe no matter what. Look at all of the Ivy League college stickers right. on the back. And, and the pink... Uh, Whale. Vineyard, well, vineyard yes. vine. Do you yeah. know what that means? That means status, bitch. Okay, yeah. I'm going. I'll stop, I stop where I want to stop. <laughs> I'm entitled. No, but I, I was, uh, I, I was like, whoa, this is intense. This is a very intense traffic detail. I don't, I don't understand why it happened, but anyway. I prefer the dancing traffic cops. Have you ever had the ones that like really put on a show? Not in real life. I'm I've like, only ah, seen like the YouTube videos. They're so fun, because then I'm like, oh, okay, like you really are into your job. And but is that like the, you know, airline steward or stewardess that thinks oh. they're a stand-up comedian? No. To like, st- stick to your role. Well, <laughs> yeah, flight attendant, first of all. Oh, yeah. Couldn't, I honestly couldn't think of the term flight attendant. I don't like when anyone hijacks a captive audience that can't leave. Agreed. You're coming at me with your yep. stupid jokes. By the way, it's kind of a cliche now. That, Completely. That, like, stop doing it. It's just as bad as the guy that proposes to his wife on the Jumbotron at a baseball yes. game. The first guy that oh, did it. what's wrong with that? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was, wow. I think in 1980-something it happened for the first time, and it made national news, and I'm, everyone was like, oh, that guy. Right. He put a lot, how did he get that done? That's a lot of, you know, planning and whatnot. That's not like a guy. <laughs> how <laughs> but, did this happen? It was so well thought out. But now, yeah. <laughs> But nowadays, it's like, oh, boy, you narcissist. Mm-hmm. Right. No one cares. She should say no. It is true. That, yeah. It is true, though, that anytime you're watching somebody do their job well, it's like, I don't care what the person's job is. Seeing somebody that's really good at what they do, I get excited every time. I, I agree. Like, Just uh, kind of a sad commentary on our society that we're pleasantly surprised when someone's like true. going above and beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but like in the Azores, we went to a ceramic factory and this, the, you know, this lady was doing, uh, she was making like teapots and stuff mm-hmm. out of, out of clay and just like, she was like a machine just, and it's all completely done by hand. And it was unbelievable how talented, how talented she was. But then we got to the shop up at the front and I was every bit as impressed by the lady whose job is only to wrap up the tiles in newspaper so that they're safe for transport. I have never in my wow. day. Rick, you are an expert level gift wrapper. Yeah, I am. You could take notes from this woman. Mm, debatable. No, I am telling you the speed that she did everything at, everything was very deliberate and like quick, sharp, like very deliberate moves. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. And I was like, God, I was impressed by the lady that was, like, making the stuff, but yeah. somehow I'm more impressed by this lady's gift wrapping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so can we dive into the Ushanka? Because I got kids to feed. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Let's go. <laughs> no problem. Ushanka. All right, here we go. All right, this is mine. Clueless or rude, you decide. Oh, so both. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I spent a lot of time, as we all do, driving around this town, right, from point A to point B to C and D every day. One of the places I go pretty much every day is Brothers Market. And so from my house 
to get into the Brothers parking lot, go up the street, you have to take a left into the parking lot. So normally there's always traffic coming the other way. So I have to wait with my directional on, clearly identifying that I'm waiting to turn into the Brothers parking lot. I kid you not, every time I'm sitting there waiting, someone comes the opposite direction and takes a right-hand turn into the parking lot without letting me go first, which I always let left-hand driver or left-turn drivers go before I make my right turn because that's the courteous thing to do. Um, they have the right of way. I don't give a fuck. It's rude. <laughs> Never abdicate the right of way. Never do it because oh. that's how accidents happen. Liz, I'm I'm surprised that you're taking this take because I'm always like, Liz, Liz always has it right. But you got it. This time I you have it wrong. Okay, Two maybe things. I have it wrong by the traffic laws. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, Mike, but... I feel like just as a general courtesy, it's the right thing to do. No. Mm. And here's Oh my why. gosh. All right. No, I'm getting educated. Two, two things. <laughs> yes. One, it's the location. So I used to live in the dump that's right behind the brother's parking lot. <laughs> that used to be me. So uh, you're preaching to the choir of having to deal with this because I used to come out of the driveway that was right next to the brother's parking lot. And I would always have people in your situation trying mm-hmm. to make a left. Nobody let them. However... The flip side of that is that when you are turning on to South Street there, yep. you don't want to stop right there because somebody else is going to be turning right behind you. And if you're unexpectedly stopped right there, there have been times that I had to stop right there and people came within inches of my bumper because <laughs> they just assume that Mike, there's I, not going to be anybody I there. I feel like we have to get a roadmap for the scuttlebutt stuff. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right, Liz, All right. So go back to traffic Let's school. Let's see. I will. Okay. Grunge, why is it coming back? Yes, so my wife went out uh, with another mom mm-hmm. and took our two daughters, or the two daughters, out uh, shopping for school clothes. And I guess, according to my wife, they loved it. The two girls, like, they actually were buying the same outfits. Just yeah, it was cute, right? She came back with one of those friendship necklaces. Like, oh my god, yes, I love that. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so um, Rosie has been dying to show do a fashion show she's like dad do you want to do my i want to do my fashion show and i'm like all right she's wearing bell-bottom jeans and a graphic t-shirt and a flannel shirt tied around her waist and i'm like this is 1993 not really the bell-bottom jeans are they bell-bottoms are they like like, i say bell-bottom yeah um well you know Neo bell bottoms. We we in, in when I was in high school and college, we called them uh, boot cut jeans. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's okay, what yes. I, that's what I meant. Yep. Not bell bottoms. Neo Bo- bell bottoms. <laughs> Liz, this is a subcategory right. of the bell bottom. Perhaps you've heard of it. I don't it's know how familiar you are with women's fashion, yeah. but wait, I don't know if you're familiar. Fashion. I was wearing them. I don't know if you're Cross familiar with. Again. Yes, yeah, yeah. Maybe you've heard of Levi's four ninety sixes. Yeah, I like to wear my uh, women's bell bottom. Jeans over my women's uh, bike shorts. <laughs> <laughs> you had to be there, Mike. Uh, no, you were in the Azores. I'm glad I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I'm looking at this outfit. And I'm like head to toe. I said, wow, Leslie, grunge is back. And she says, you have no idea. Yeah. Because she was there. She was like, all of the clothes are back. The 90s are back yeah. hardcore. Well, in fairness, they were shopping in a Deb. So. What's a Deb? Oh, was that only at the Stroud Mall? <laughs> 
Everyone in Pennsylvania is going, yes, yes, totally. The rest of the world going, what the hell, Mike? What's what's similar? What was the store in like North Shore Mall or, or somewhere in New You grew up in New Hampshire. You didn't have malls. Liz, I feel like the it's the same. So Avery, and I don't know where Rosie went shopping, but Avery loves Abercrombie and Fitch. And they have mm-hmm. like an Abercrombie and Fitch kids. Yeah, the clothes in that kids store today, same style of clothes that I bought in like the grown up Abercrombie and Fitch yeah, in nineteen ninety five. In nineteen, no, Abercrombie and Fitch wasn't ninety five. Oh yeah, yes it yes, was. It was. Yes. You should watch that, that documentary like on Netflix. It's really good. Yeah, uh, that was. Uh, does it that was... smell like terrible cologne? It does. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like you hit play and you're just Ugh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Um, but yes, that's the graphic tees are coming back. The flannels, um, yeah, the wide-legged jeans, all of that is. I mean, I was back. just like, go get her a pair of Doc Martens. Yes, and, and we've got the complete look. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I still have my Doc Martens from the early '90s. They last a lifetime. All right. You want to do another one? Sure. Let's see. <laughs> Save me. Last but not least. Okay, so this one's mine. It's a little personal. Um, no, it's fun. So fun facts or mm-hmm. lack thereof. So mm-hmm. I work for a big company, decentralized, like all over the world. So we have a big marketing organization with multiple locations. So is a way to kind of like get to know people and do some fun things or whatever. We've got this committee that is um, basically like doing a get to know your marketing colleague type of project. My boss volunteered me to like participate in this. And it's basically someone from within the organization is going to interview me about not necessarily my career, but like personal things. Mm-hmm. And one of the, I had to fill out this form so they could put together another the interview form. question, another thing form. <laughs> this one was at least interesting, but one of the categories in the form was fun facts about yourself. And I'm like, okay, um, okay. Fun facts about me. And so I put that I went to school for music. I have a bachelor of music degree and I thought I would be like, going out and working for record label. I put the podcast down and then I was like, I should really probably come up with like one or two more. And I was really <laughs> struggling. And I said to well, you I, already I, wrote and, and you're like, oh, <laughs> shit. In pen too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, so, I can't use white out now. And I'm like, this is awful. So I, I called my husband to my office and I was like, so hon, I have to like come up with these fun facts. And I said, I don't, am I just not that fun? Like I came up with two and I don't think I have anything else. And he's like, I really think you're overthinking this. And like fun facts don't have to be anything crazy. He goes, you could put down that like you don't chew gum. I was like, that's the stupidest fucking fun fact ever. So well, it was well, really. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? It's disgusting. So this is a, this is not just like coincident. It's a no, it's deliberate. A, yeah. It's a deliberate the gum choice. The itself is disgusting or you find it repulsive when people chew gum? I find it repulsive when people chew gum. Like just, you're just sitting there chewing and chewing. Like a cow. Chewing. chewing on their yeah. Gum. It's okay. gross. Okay. It's gross. And then that gum inevitably ends up somewhere. It shouldn't. That's this a is hot. a fun fact now. Oh, and I was so? going to say that no fun fact is ever a fun fact. But you just stumbled into one. <laughs> it's such a dumb fact. Yeah, dumb. But because of your take on mm-hmm. it, it's kind of a fun fact. Yeah, this is a okay. You're repulsed right. by people chewing gum. I'm in. Liz okay. Is, Liz I feel better it. about myself now. You now, are- you don't chew gum. Not a fun fact. You're repulsed by gum chewers. Fun fact. Okay. All right. I like your spin. I mm-hmm. like your spin. I, yeah. I like, I like how we stop. Like, interestingly enough, we stopped you to yes. elaborate more on this. <laughs> Delve yeah. more into the gum chewing topic. As your coworker that was trying to learn more about you suddenly swallowed. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, oh, God, this is going to stay in my stomach for seven years. I heard about this. <laughs> yeah. So I just had this, like, existential crisis. Like, I'm my life's not that interesting. What have I done with myself? Oh, my mm-hmm. God. I can't even come up with a few measly fun facts. So. 
uh, why don't we both help her? I have a I have a fun fact for you. Okay. I love that you are a big fan of stand up comedy. Ah. I love it, and I think you got a great taste for stand up comics. And you had actually told us Bill Burr live at Red Rocks. Mm-hmm. It's the best, and I watched it, and uh, I concur. I love fun it. Fact, fun All fact. All right, thank for you. you. Thank you guys for making uh, me feel better about my myself. Now, my fun fact <laughs> for you would be that. You're one of the cool parents that would pick Aww, up. Oh, thank you. But in the way that, like, you didn't care. Like, you're in with the cool parents, but you don't care about being one of the cool yeah. parents. Like, you just were. Aw. And you were, like, in with the cool parents, but if any of them had, had taken any issue with you, you would have told them off. <laughs> and I have so much respect for people <laughs> like you. that. You're like, yeah, I'm, I'm cool, but if you have a problem with it, get bent. I don't right. care. <laughs> okay, let's go ahead at a commercial, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about technology. All right, let's check in with some of our sponsors, shall we? How about Royal Pizza? Let's start with them. Royal Pizza has been around since 1962. That's been a long time, right? I mean, 19, where were you in 1962? If you were the New York Mets, you were born in 1962. How about that? There's a shout out to the best team in baseball right now. You got a closer like Edwin Diaz. Say goodnight. You guys are going to have to hit the showers. Let's go Mets. LGM. Wait a second. This was a Royal Pizza ad. <clears throat> Let's talk about them now. They've been serving the freshest pizza subs, dinner platters, and salads at affordable prices. And I can tell you that they use the most wholesome and natural ingredients. How do I know? Because I eat the food there and it tastes delicious. They make their dough every day. They do it like several times a day actually. And their sauces and dressings are made fresh daily. None of that stuff that comes in like the gallon jug, you know, that's back in the walk-in cooler. If you ever worked in a restaurant, you know what I'm talking about. At Royal Pizza, each pizza is carefully prepared to order. You know what? Just take my word for it. Royal Pizza is a quality business with quality food. And if you want a quality dinner and a quality good time with your quality family, take my quality advice in this quality ad and go check them out. Royal Pizza. Next up on my roster, my esteemed roster of sponsors, is the first one that ever hammered a check to us. It's ParkStreetBooks.com. Full title of the brick and mortar shop is Park Street Books and Toys, plus the Pottery Place. It's a lot of words, but they got a lot of stuff going on there. I mean, you got to fit it all into a title because you don't want to shortchange yourself, you know, and it's pretty accurate. It wasn't like Park Street Books and Toys and Lube Service. It's just Park Street Books and Toys plus the Pottery Place. Do you want to order a book and do that? There's a special form on their website. Need a painted home pottery kit? That's easy to do. You can shop there. They still do local deliveries, but here's a catch. There's an asterisk there. I'm not. I'm gonna be totally transparent with you guys. You're my scuttlebutts. You got to spend a minimum of thirty dollars, and that's easy to do when there's so much great stuff there. You can also get curbside pickup. Are you still doing that? No, you're a scuttlebutt. You go in. You're not afraid. Life goes on. They've got stuff for readers, for creators, for puzzlers, for learners, for crafters, and those who love to play. Check them out online. Parkstreetbooks.com. Okay, we're back, and a lot of times we like to just drill down to some element that is part of our living, 
you know, like our society. Like we we were talking about surveillance. Like, mm-hmm. are, are we going overboard with that? Right. Technology, just in general. I mean, there, there's so much of it, and we're so reliant on it. And what if what if like a big asteroid just crashed into the Earth and screwed up all of our telecommunications and our internet and everything? And we were left with just we had to go back to 1988, right? In oh, today's God. world, how? Dude, the 80s were awesome. I would I'd be totally psyched. But anyway, everyone else, especially the younger kids, that don't know what it's like to. Yeah. I, but how, what would we do, right? So I, I would be lost as someone, mm-hmm. you know, grew up, we've grew, grew up in a generation that had no technology. Now we have access to all of this technology. I mean, I distinctly remember my dad keeping um, a Rand McNally Road Atlas in the back of our car. Yeah. And when I got. Um, I don't think it was my, no, it wasn't my first job out of college, but a job when I was still living at home with my parents, I got a job in, uh, at an ad agency in Maynard. And my dad took the pages of the Atlas out and highlighted the route I should take to go to the back roads from my house to my office. And like, that's how I got from point A to point B. Now, if you took my GPS away from me, I, I couldn't find my way out of a wet paper bag. No, no. And also, you think about uh, technology is great because yeah. uh, that was dangerous to be fiddling yes. with a map with one point fonts like exit mm-hmm. one, exit two. It's like where's the, and then, uh, but not this clover leaf is blowing my mind. There's where's the person that says take a left in five hundred right. feet? Like that's yeah, that's what we rely on completely. You know? But I feel like we've over relied on like we're like when I was a kid in the eighties. In my brain, I memorized at least twenty phone numbers. Oh, yeah. I don't even know my wife's phone number. I have to do like a, a three count and go, it starts with the 508, right? Yep, yeah, 359, blah, 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 blah. My sister lived in London for two years and I took Will over there to visit her at one point. And we got everywhere with Google Maps telling us exactly how to walk from this point of interest to this point of interest. And I, she gave me a phone charger to use. And when my battery started dying, I was like, we need to find a Starbucks so I can charge my phone. Mm. Like, cause I'm this dumb American. Like, I don't know where I'm going and too embarrassed to ask for directions. And so like, that's what we did. And I never would have been able to find anything if my phone didn't tell me exactly where to go. Did you find a stress factor with the fact that your roaming is sucking up your, your da- in data, like you're on an app to do this, like your battery power is just dwindling. That's why I carried the charger with me because there was no way I was going to be able to find my way back to her apartment mm-hmm. without the GPS. And so when it started getting low, like we would just find a cafe and have a snack at, while I charge my phone. Yeah. Yeah. We'd have to do <laughs> phone charging things when uh, going to a city that we're not totally familiar with. Yeah. Uh, we find like, wow, I'm already like in low power mode. Jesus, it's only 10 a.m. Yeah. You know? Rick Steves didn't warn me about that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. But you know, which isn't sound so ridiculous. I was pan. I was panicking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. I was like, this is going to die soon. And yep. then I can't get my Uber yes. because I don't, because you need a phone to do that. Yeah. And, and then we can't buy lunch because I don't have That's my, how credit I, my Apple pay or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of like a personal example from a professional perspective. I work from home for, for the most part. Um, and so I connect to my network to access everything I have to access for work through like a VPN. And if the VPN goes down, I can't get my email. I can't access databases. I can't access anything. I need to do my job. And that has happened to me on a couple of occasions. So I just sit there. That's called a paid day off. <laughs> and I text my boss and I'm like, P.S. Technical difficulties. If you need me, text me. And that's that's it. I can't do a thing. Was it 
fulfilling and relieving or was it stressful because it was very stressful because I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know like if client, you know, my internal clients were emailing me expecting answers. I couldn't keep projects moving along, you know, so it was, it was very stressful. It wasn't one of those like, Oh sweet. I'm going to go watch some Netflix, you know? Yeah. We're a hundred percent reliable on the technology. It doesn't work. You're kind of screwed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We need Good a- thing we're not on the brink of another world war, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything's still pathetic. So in another area where technology has made advancements is our, our cars are basically computers now, right? Like mm-hmm. that's why- The chips. The ch- exactly, shortage, exactly. Yeah. Why there was a shortage of cars because we couldn't get the semiconductors, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So as I have a conversation with a couple of my mom friends, because as our oldest kids are- uh, getting closer to driving age, they are going to be learning to drive with cars that do everything for them, stop for them, recorrect their lanes, you know, do this and that, and which isn't how we grew up driving. And so we were starting to think like, is that really the best way for them to learn how to drive? Because then they, they're reliant on these features versus being vigilant about paying attention, you know? Um, I drive a 2013 Mazda 3. Stick shift. Yeah, baby. If you need to borrow it (laughs) to to teach Will how it's done, Mm -hmm. there's no lane assist. There's no automatic transmission. You're controlling the car. It's a machine. And if you don't know Mm -hmm. what you're doing, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. If you're on a hill and you don't get your foot on the gas (laughs) fast enough, you look like an idiot. Right. Yep. So if you need to borrow it, you let me know. All right. So when I was kind of looking up, like, we, we all, everybody here has... I think probably the same gadgets, right? We all have our smartphones and maybe we've got like iPads or laptops or, you know, I have this stupid Apple watch that's buzzing every three seconds because my daughter's hungry. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. she does have a dad at home right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I wanted to kind of see what are some more like obscure tech things out there that maybe I'm not familiar with. So I came across, there's two that are technically not um, on the market just yet, but one is a smart home gadget that watches out for you and not over you. It's called the Recipe Design Souve S O O V E home monitoring device. <laughs> this device features advanced facial tracking that recognizes signs of stress, including fatigue, wrinkles, tired eyes, and poor skin tone. So basically, if you're tired and ugly, this thing's going to pick up on all that. And it's going to and Siri's going to say, "Damn, you look like shit." <laughs> And it also analyzes the sound around you. Once it takes the reading, it reacts with care, helping to change your home's environment to support sleep and decrease stress. It combines your data with your devices and smart home, improving productivity throughout the day. So it basically is like a spy inside your home that is judging you. It's judging you and saying, you look tired. You clearly seem stressed. I think you need a bath and a nap and it's a little bit warm in here. So I'm just going to turn the temperature down a little bit. This sounds like exactly what every woman wants. (laughs) What are we doing? Yeah. Uh, Is this an original thought or did I hear it? But we are, maybe you said it, Liz. Um, We're giving up. Privacy. privacy. Yeah, that's what we talked about on the okay, surveillance yeah, episode. We're yeah, giving up privacy for mm-hmm. convenience. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is and a great I think example of that completely. And so, I don't, what is this? What is this thing going to do with all of that information? And, and where, where is that going to go? Gonna go? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and this next one, which is really not in like the convenience category or anything. This I would put in the if you ever buy something like this, you're a douchebag category. But I found it interesting. I'm a douchebag. So. <laughs> What is it? So um, do you, I'm sure you guys are familiar with NFTs and they're sort of all the rage and what have you. Yes. So this 
gadget, put your purchases on display at your desk with the Holocube holographic display concept. Presenting itself as a simple black box when not in use, Holocube enhances your NFT artwork on display. This holographic display concept brings intangible items to life. Upload content from the app to see the images through the glass cube. So basically, it takes your NFT artwork that you've purchased that you can't display anywhere because, again, it's a flat digital image and it turns it into a hologram. Mm-hmm. you can see on your workstation. So I love that it talks about it not being a tangible thing mm. and their solution is to create a hologram. Right. Because that's <laughs> a tangible thing, right? Boy, yeah. way to go, guys. But yes. I guess it's the cube that's the Oh, yeah, thing. sure. So, yeah. So to me, now that, that gets into the avenue of like, you have too much disposable income and this is just something stupid. And somebody else is like, we'll take your money as well. Completely. Yeah, this this file this one under flaunting. Yes, right? agreed. Like, uh, do you want to just copy all of the share the Google shares that you have mm-hmm. and, and just pin them to your bulletin right. board in your office? Look what right. I got! <laughs> I got five hundred Disney stock all right there. Mm-hmm. Like, you you don't display your investments, right? Although it's I have a, I have a friend that uh, homie has a gold bar on the shelf just just for fun. Yeah, just for, I mean, would you put that? I guess. If I turn the tables a little bit, like let's mm-hmm. say if you are an art collector and you have a, you know, a Jackson Pollock or whatever, mm-hmm. and you have that on display in your living room, is that any different than displaying your NFT on this holographic cube? Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. it's I think so art. too. Mm-hmm. I think so too. I guess circling back, I think what we've concluded is that without technology, we might cease to exist in a lot of ways, given like a reliance on the GPS, like, you, you know, Apple Pay, Apple Wallet, whatever. Like everything is stored in this little personal computer that we carry around, or, you or know. Yes. And we are banking information, our social media. I mean, I even have my work email on my phone, like it, all of that, you know, the, our cars, our computers. Are we over-reliant on technology? Absolutely. But does it make our life a lot more convenient and productive? Also, absolutely. So, and I don't want to go down the road of like too much screen time and what that does to your mental health. Like, cause we're here to, to sort of talk about yeah. like the, I think the convenience factor of things. Um, but yeah, I mean, if there was like an EMP that all of a sudden exploded in this room, like I'd be lost yeah, completely. Absolutely. Completely. Now let's be forward thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, 3000 years from now, our civilization went the way of Rome, mm-hmm. you know, or Greece, right? Ancient history, the Egyptians. Right? We're familiar with cuneiform because it's carved into tablets, yep. and we can do research. We can do archaeological digs and find things. There is so much of our intelligence that is in the cloud or yeah. on the computer that will poof go away mm-hmm. when we go away. And there's nothing. I'm worried about what's that? Our record, our, yes, you know? our legacy, our yeah, like yeah. those things that they'll see. Like they'll find that that leg lamp behind right. you, <laughs> and they won't know about all the stuff that we're doing technological wise. And they'll be like, it's wow, all digital. This, this was a very simple society. <laughs> In a lot of ways, we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mike, did you find something humorous over there? I found two really ridiculous pro- products um, that are devices. One is a USB mouse with a digital scale included on it. 
And the description starts off, imagine yourself in a situation where you are solving a critical technical problem on your computer and you are also in need of weighing something. When when would those things ever happen? I don't know. That's <laughs> drug dealer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you, know, you go. He's like, Weight watchers. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if there's one thing we know about drug dealers, it's that they are always on top of their Excel spreadsheets. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I laughed at was the Denso vacuum shoes, which they're like... Bad Pee Wee Herman creeper <gasps> shoes with like platform. Yeah. Oh, can you like you're walking around with, and vacuuming your carpet? That's yeah. not getting uh, through TSA. Look at that. <laughs> There's a, the sole, the you pull back the sole. It looks like so much mechanical stuff in there. Yeah. So they look like uh, the Pee Wee Herman creepers that he wears to dance to tequila, um, but Obscure with reference. dust busters mm. in the soles. I have to wonder. What's the weight limit on those, right? Like if you're walking, you're walking around on top of your vacuum cleaner, essentially like that can't, I mean, that doesn't make from a physics perspective or whatever, that doesn't seem to well, make how sense. Much, how much vacuuming can you do? It's like right. you have that little canister in the heel. Right. Like, exactly. Yeah, I, I got one dust bunny. Say, yeah. I got to empty it. Ah, I stepped in dog shit again. <laughs> Another uh, fun technology product that doesn't need to exist is the game Pictionary. Mm. Now, if there's any product that doesn't require technology, it's the game Pictionary. Right. All you need is a piece of paper, which they supply you with a whole pad in the original game, and those little golf pencils. Uh, well, now you can get Pictionary Air, kids versus grown-ups. Now easier for younger kids to draw in the air and see it on screen. What do you mean now easier what? for younger kids to draw in the air? Why would they be doing that anyway? Well, yeah, I mean, and, and if they were doing it, why was it difficult for them to draw in the air? <laughs> so now they they have, and let me tell you, this thing looks like a sex toy, but it's a Pictionary drawing pen for the air. It's an air pen. Or, uh, okay. Or so they say. Mm-hmm. That... Mm. Well, that, you're that, drawing yeah. the things in the air like that's easier than drawing it on paper. And then it's projecting it onto your screen. It's so stupid. And it's called the Pleasure Vibe 3000. <laughs> well, you weren't supposed to see that. <laughs> what website are you on, Mike? And what kind of pictures are you drawing with in, that thing? I was in Target, sir. <laughs> okay. But, you know, this way you can include a screen. So this is this is... This is how they're getting kids mm -hmm. to play games now. Yeah. How how can we put it on a screen? Yeah, I, yeah. I hear Applebee's is on the list of restaurants we don't go to because we sit down and they have a little computer monitor with a bunch of games. Yes. and I'm like, no, we they have it at here Chili's to have, too. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna have a conversation. And then this is where I feel better about myself. Like I'm not a great, I'm not the, I'm not. You know, I'm. Uh, what's the word? I'm not. Uh, He's really dancing around this, isn't he, Liz? <laughs> I am not holier than thou, and I don't think I'm. Better than anybody. We all have our strengths and weaknesses, mm -hmm. but this is a hill I will die on. My kids are not going to be on screens to pass time. It's, right. it's you need to, as my wife says on a long car ride, they need to learn to deal with boredom. And you know where, yes. you know what? Mm -hmm. Creativity comes from boredom. Right. Because you're sitting there yep. free thinking and your mind can wander. Every time I hang out with Mike, I'm so bored. I'm like, <laughs> let's do a podcast. Like, no offense, this is, Mike. This is the extent of your creativity? <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. That's oh, all I got. <laughs> Anywho. All right. I love it. I love, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like um, we, we, 
we're not negative people, are we? I mean, I feel like we're always bitching about stuff. No, but I think like, we're just highlighting, you know, issues in society or our community and we make light of them and mm-hmm. just try to, I think, enlighten people and maybe have them think a little bit deeper or, or more reflectively. Yeah, let's just yeah. let's just question the direction sometimes in which we're going. Just You don't have to be a lemming. Just because yeah. the Applebee's kiosk with all the games on there are there, it doesn't mean you have to use them. And when your kids are like, can we use it? You know what I do? I pick it up and I take it to the front yeah. and I hand it to them. Like, we don't need that. Mm-hmm. Just get it out of here. Oh, well, sir, that's how you pay your bill. I'm like, what do you do here? Because <laughs> you're taking the order, but oh. someone else is going to bring the food, right. and then someone else is going to tell me it's time to pay, and I'm tipping you. I don't, I don't know. That platooning thing is a whole <laughs> other, other conversation to have someday. <laughs> you know how I'm sometimes a dick. <laughs> I was at the grocery store the other day, mm-hmm. and I was, just, I was just like in a uh, mood, right? And uh, I'm next in line, and someone came over. The the person that oversees the. Um, Check out your self checkout. Self checkout, yeah. Because they need to be there because inevitably the technology is going to glitch and they need to stop in, which mm-hmm. negates the whole convenience. Right. The lady comes over and goes, Oh, sir, would you like to use self checkout? And I just looked at her and I said, No, I don't work here. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel. Why am I doing the work? Where's the value add? I thought, I thought we were supposed to be adding value for the customer. You're now making the customer work, work. here. Yeah. And it's funny because I remember as a kid, like my sister's always loved playing store and stuff. I'm like, yes. oh, look, I'm pretending to My check. kids love that, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, as a kid, it was like, oh, yeah, look, it's like we're pretending to be adults. This is fun. And now as an adult, I'm like, this is bullshit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is the worst. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not cool. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are wrong in the world, and uh, I empathize, but, but I do feel bad for myself when I have to bag my own groceries. <laughs> it's a travesty. No one feels the plight of the white man. Well, it's, it's a special. <laughs> wow. It's especially bad, though, when you're in, like, one of the huge box stores where you're like, okay, you're cutting corners, but who's benefiting from Mm -hmm. this? Like, the CEO? Like, Mm. yeah. uh, eh, Well, uh, no thanks. I don't want to do work so that you can make even more money. Right. Like, oh, you needed to change out the color of the mosaic tile on the bottom of your massive Olympic-sized swimming pool? (laughs) That's not my problem. (laughs) This is the part of the conversation where I start listening to ourselves and I go, you know what? We got it pretty good. Life is Oh my God, yeah. It's, listen to what we're complaining about. Like, I yeah. just wanted, let's put it in perspective for the person who's listening going, these guys suck, you know? Because, like, mm-hmm. there's people with real problems. Right. Like, I don't have heat in my house this winter. You if know, you're like, in a room full of people and you say, everybody put your problems on the table and we'll compare, you're probably mm-hmm. going to take your problems back because yeah. most people probably have it worse. <laughs> yeah, so I guess I'll these are- down. <laughs> I'll say, you guys aren't listening to me. Uh-uh. I'm sorry. Mike, get us out of here. What did we learn today? Traffic cops can serve a purpose if they're really flailing their arms and having a good time. Grunge is back in a big way. Scrunchies, flannel shirts, the whole thing. Here's what we really learned today. Liz is disgusted by you. Stop chewing your gum like a cow. And technology sucks. Mike, next show, we're both going to be chomping on gum. I thought the same thing. (laughs) Have a great week, everybody. We here at Small Town Scuttlebutt love that you listen to us every week. If you like what you hear, go support the businesses that help support us. Like APC Pest Control, Larkin's Liquors, Mario's Lawn Care, Perez Martial Arts, Royal Pizza, Park Street Books, Smear Campaign, and Mike Page Studios.